If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Look who came to work today. Coming to you live. From the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never threatened to leave the country because the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. A lot of celebrities ratcheting up the hey, look at me factor in an attempt to gain relevance over the SCOTUS decision. This finds Barbara Streisand calling the court the American Taliban. Which can't be true, because if so, she wouldn't be speaking in public. That's true. That is true. But wait, there's more. Billy Joe Armstrong, former uh, lead singer of Green Day. Actually, I think they're still together. Says he's renouncing his citizenship and moving to Europe over the repeal of Roe versus Wade. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. And I say that because somebody ought to tell him that Europe has much stricter abortion limits than the United States of America. Correct the mundo. 888-788-9910. If you want to have an honest conversation about things going on in the country today, we're going to be joined by Kennedy, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network, uh, Oklahoma Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen, who is in a hot Senate primary, uh, which goes off tomorrow if you're listening on KRMG down in Tulsa or you're listening on The Eagle. Check out Mark Wayne Mullen. And, of course, your fine self also. Welcome at 888-788-9910. You know the rules. They don't change. It's a new week. Same rules. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a couple of quick programming notes. I'm going to say this a lot in the next two weeks. Uh, I have just added Two big stand-up dates on the East Coast. I don't get to do a lot of these, and I'm really excited about this one in particular. I'm going to be headlining the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey, Friday, July 15th, shows at 7 and 9 p.m., and again Saturday, July 16th, also at 7 and 9 p.m. We're doing it Jersey style. Get out your Bon Jovi cassettes. Tell the missus to put on her longest press-on nails, tease the bangs. Hey, Tina, get in the Camaro. We're going to the comedy club to see Jimmy Fela from that Gutfield show. Tickets at uh, newbrunswick.stressfactory.com. If you look up the Stress Factory, you look up me, you'll see tickets. It's a big event. I mentioned Gutfield because I will also be appearing tonight on the highest-rated late-night show in the country. Myself and Fox News' lovable comedy dwarf Greg Gutfeld getting the band back together at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Myself, Kat Timph in the house, Martha McCallum, Fox News franchise quarterback. Everybody loves Martha. She is like the Raymond of cable news. And everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Martha. And uh, Andrew Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani's son, will be there as well. So uh, that's going to be a banger. I hope you can make it. It's Gutfeld tonight at 11. And, yes, if you want to see me in person uh, in the next two weeks, it is Friday, July 15th, Saturday, July 16th at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, I hope to see every single one of you there, except these dopey celebrities. Over the weekend, we're going to start there. There's a lot of, you know, 
political reaction to get into. Elizabeth Warren was screaming and yelling the court's not legitimate. AOC wants to impeach the justices. AOC is a dope. But the problem everybody's having, okay, is you got to understand, okay, in this moment, it is already devolved into a branding exercise. And what I mean by that is every one of these people speaking out, okay, isn't really concerned about the group cause of abortion so much as they're concerned about their own individual cause of relevance. How do we fundraise off of this? How do we sell concert tickets? How do we cut through the news cycle? When everybody in your party agrees, you have to find a creative way to stand out amongst the agreement. So you get impeached the justices. You get these folks are literally the Taliban. You get, I'm leaving America. And we start there because it's just the funniest one. Um, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Okay, if you go to Europe, Europe has stricter abortion laws than we do even here in Mississippi. Everybody's screaming about the Mississippi law, which bans abortion after 15 weeks. 95% of Europe, 95%, okay, will not allow an abortion after 12 weeks. That's true. That is true. So when Joe Biden was saying on Friday, oh, this ruling makes us an outlier in the world. No, the ruling brings us back to uh, on par with a lot of the more decent civilizations out there. In fact, if you wanted to move to a country that had the same abortion laws that we did as of this past Friday, your only two real options are China and North Korea, which aren't exactly a beacon of human rights. You know what I'm saying? Our abortion laws here in this country were barbaric. And again, the lie being advanced is that we've criminalized abortion. That did not happen. The lie being advanced is that, you know, women are under attack. They can't get an abortion now. Also, not the truth. OK, all Roe versus Wade did all of that ruling in the decision to overturn Roe on Friday did, was return the issue of abortion to the states, which means if you live in a blue state, your state's going to vote, you're still going to have abortion. If you live in a red state, your state's going to vote, you're probably going to wind up with very limited access to abortion. Either a heartbeat bill at six weeks, maybe a 15-week bill similar to what they have in Mississippi, but they are not going to allow you, if the people have a say, in an abortion beyond the point of viability. That's not going to happen, and it shouldn't happen, just so we're clear. And when the media frames this narrative as, oh, people don't agree with the court, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. The real polling, okay, shows that a vast majority of Americans, a vast majority, we're talking in the 60s, 64%, okay, do not favor abortion beyond 15 weeks. And good on them. It's no different than they have it in Europe. They don't go beyond 15 weeks. Okay, the baby can feel pain. At 23 weeks, we know the baby is viable. It can live outside the mother. So if you're in favor of an abortion beyond the point of viability, you're supporting actual infanticide. So when people get out there and make this about a woman's rights, yo, what about the baby's rights? When people start to say, my body, my choice, sure. Okay, but when there's a second body involved, okay, somebody needs to be choosing for that body. That body needs a say. And we keep getting the same lie over and over and over again that women no longer have rights in this country. You have plenty of rights. You have plenty of choice. They didn't eliminate your choice. Okay, you can choose to abstain. I know that's not realistic for most people. Fine. You can choose birth control. You can choose to wear a condom. You can choose to take the morning after pill. And if all of that still doesn't, you know, help you avoid pregnancy, you can, in fact, choose life and put the baby up for adoption. Now, if you still can't choose that, 
80% of the abortions in this country take place via pills. Okay, they don't take place via the physical procedure of abortion. So there are so many outs that don't involve killing a fully formed baby at a time it can feel pain. And the idea that people on the left are trying to say that, you know, the folks who want the babies to live, they're the bad guys. I mean, think about what's going on here. How dare you want a baby to live? You're evil. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But that's what's going on. And they're trying to work around this Supreme Court ruling by first delegitimizing the court. Here's AOC just leading a stampede of stupid, okay, saying the Supreme Court decision will kill people. Yo, abortion has killed 63 million people. I promise you. If abortion were banned and you could only get it underground, which is not going to be the case, but if abortion were outright banned in this country, it would take centuries upon centuries upon centuries for it to kill as many people as it's already killing. Okay, here it is, AOC, though, batting leadoff clip one. Forcing women to carry pregnancies against their will uh, will kill them. It will kill them, especially in the state of Arkansas, where there is very little to no support for life after birth uh, in terms of health care, in terms of child care and in terms of combating poverty. This decision and this policy will kill people no matter what their what the their spin and what uh, their talking points are. And that's what the data shows. And that's what the statistics show. Are you stupid or something? I mean, AOC, just having a huge hey, look at me moment. One of the greatest quotes, I'm going to play a lot of AOC today. One of the greatest quotes over the weekend was, I'm sick of these fellow Democrats telling people to get out and vote. That's like such organized garbage. Yeah, actually, AOC, that's the only way things change. Voting is the only way things change. Leaking the address of a Supreme Court justice didn't change the ruling. Uh, illegally protesting in front of the home of a federal judge didn't change the ruling. Okay, the ruling came down because a series of elections were won, which resulted in Republicans being able to to appoint conservative justices to the court. But even so, bigger than an election is legal precedent. And judges dating back to Ruth Bader Ginsburg have all believed to a person that Roe versus Wade was written on very shaky legal ground. It ultimately was overturned because of a case, just so you understand. The Dobbs case at its core was an abortion clinic, an abortion clinic, okay, asking the court to hear this case which banned abortion beyond 15 weeks. This was a clinic that ultimately started the process of this case being heard by the court because the people who perform abortions for a living all know that it is barbaric beyond 15 weeks. Now, you could tell me it's barbaric at 14, 13, or 12. Some people are going to have a debate about clump of cells. Is it a fully formed baby? Okay, there's some gray area there. But there is no gray area beyond 15 weeks. There is no gray area in terms of viability beyond 23. So this idea that she's out here, oh, the statistics show. The statistics don't show a thing, okay? You know when you have the facts, pound the facts, when you got nothing, pound the table? AOC did not share those statistics because she doesn't have them. Put up or shut up. She'll do neither. 
But you understand there's no statistics that show women are going to die in Arkansas. The only statistics we have is 63 million babies have been aborted, the vast majority of which are black. So when they start telling you, oh, this is racist, oh, it's racist not to want to kill so many black babies. I mean, this is insane. Okay, but again, everybody's trying to have a hey, look at me moment. So you get some very insurrectiony talk. Here is Elizabeth Warren saying the court lost legitimacy. We need more justices. She, oh, let's say we'll stack the court. The court is losing its legitimacy. I've got it. We'll add more justices. We'll change the rules entirely because that'll make it more legitimate. Turning over the Monopoly board because we don't like the way the game is going. Nothing says legitimacy like a left-wing temper tantrum to restore order. Give me a break. Here it is, clip three. This court has lost legitimacy. They have burned whatever legitimacy they may still have had after their gun decision, after their voting decision, after their union decision. They just took the last of it and set a torch to it with the Roe versus Wade opinion. I believe we need to get some confidence back in our court, and that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. Get her out. Get her out of here. <laughs> Woo! That's my favorite thing in the world. We we got to restore legitimacy in the court. So what we're going to do is we're going to take apart the way that's worked since the country was founded. And we're going to go with an all-new hurt feelings model that caters to one political ideology that didn't get its way. Do you understand? Every time the Democrats lose... OK, they don't try to engage on issues in the court of public opinion. If you noticed, her ARC are not speaking to the fact that the public prefers strong limits on abortion. The public prefers what Bill Clinton said in the 90s was safe, legal and rare. That's what the Democratic stance on abortion was safe, legal and rare. Now they've turned it into a seamless delivery. 24 hours a day. Order it on your phone. Get it whenever the hell you want. What the hell is the world? And their opinion, which is the outlier, abortion on demand, get it when you want. They're the outlier here. When they say the court lost its legitimacy, no, the court's legitimacy held. Democrats strategically leaked the home address of SCOTUS justices. Democrats showed up with bloody babies at the schools of Justice Amy Coney Barrett's kids to intimidate those judges into giving them what they want. Now, if the court folded and just gave in to mob rule, yeah, we'd have some questions on legitimacy. But the court held. And the only real question on legitimacy is how does anyone take Elizabeth Warren or that jackass AOC seriously ever again? Country. 
You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The world of business moves fast. Stay on top of it with the Fox Business Rundown every Monday and Friday. Listen to the Fox Business Rundown starting May 20th at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. I'm going to get to your calls in the next break. 888-788-9910. I want to hear from you. We're going to discuss the weekend that was as it pertains to protests and character assassinations against Clarence Thomas. Lori Lightfoot took time out from presiding over a lawless city to bash Clarence Thomas. Here's the Chicago mayor, clip six. If you read Clarence Thomas concurrence, he said, thank you, Clarence Thomas. Ugh. What an idiot. So that's Lori Lightfoot screaming at a pro-abortion rally. Chicago is the highest murder rate in the country right now. She's not really concerned with that. And it's just disgusting. It really like and this is the lie that they're telling again and again and again. And you're going to hear this when we go to the phones today. The people that are getting the most militant, the people that are the most violent in the aftermath of the overturn of Roe versus Wade are the ones who are still going to have abortion. Yo, if you live in Chicago, nothing's changing. You might get more. If you live in New York, nothing's changing. California, we'll go to Vermont later for some calls. I promise. They're probably protesting over there, too. And none of those blue states are going to lose their rights. This is the danger of the time we're living in. We live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. The Democrats run so aggressively on emotion. They run so aggressively on slander that if they get voters to emotionally invest in some type of a false slander, you get reactions like the one we saw over the weekend. Let's have a night of rage. Let's burn stuff down. And nothing's changing. Nothing. But that's the reality is the red states are now going to have a voice in abortion limits. The blue states are going to have a voice. We're going to be America again where everybody gets to do their own thing as opposed to having the federal government shove it down our throats. But there's Lori Lightfoot pretending it's going away. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Tonight, on an all-new intervention, we go inside the disturbing new addiction that's bringing America to its knees. My name is Doug Fritz, and I'm addicted to pretending I understand Supreme Court rulings. Everybody was fighting on Facebook over a gun ruling, so I took a side and got like 80 likes. I didn't even know what the case was. Pretending to understand Supreme Court rulings was a high like nothing I've ever felt before. 
people flocked to my page like I was a respected legal scholar. And everything I know comes from watching Judge Judy. I posted a take on religious freedom that was actually from the Monopoly rule book, and nobody even realized it, including me. Next thing you know, I'm arguing old court rulings. People's court rulings. And then I hit rock bottom. I started going to protests to take selfies and, and get more likes. Intervention, the pretending to understand Supreme Court rulings epidemic. Get a picture of me in front of the courthouse. Tonight at 9 on A&E. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And, yeah, there's a lot of people out there pretending right now. If you were in the streets over the weekends, okay, and you were screaming, oh, they took away my rights, okay, you were wrong. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Then take away rights. Number one, abortion was never in the Constitution, if we were going to be clear. But bigger than that, as all the people protesting in individual states and claims that their rights had been taken away, the rights aren't going to change. Okay, the overturning of Roe versus Wade was not a Supreme Court decision on whether or not women had a right to an abortion. They keep getting mischaracterized. The media keeps trying to frame this as, oh, the court took a political stance on abortion. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. And they're out there saying, oh, this right wing, these zealots, they said it's their religion. And that's the thing. If you look at the cover of the USA Today today, if you happen to be in a hotel and you opened your door and tripped over the USA Today today, which is where 99% of their readership comes from, okay? The cover of the USA Today says the Supreme Court ruling on Roe versus Wade has America questioning the court's legitimacy. <laughs> the only people questioning the court's legitimacy are liberals lying about what the court did, USA Today. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Again, I'm not here as an activist. I'm a talk show host. I just want everyone who calls in to partake in an honest conversation. 888-788-9910. What the court did in overturning Roe versus Wade is they ruled that individual states should make their own individual laws. That's the whole point of the United States of America, is we don't have a one-size-fits-all. We have 50 United States that, based on population and geographical needs, can decide what's best in their individual locales. The problem with putting everything at a federal level is it often— Okay, we'll prioritize big populations like New York and California where things run a lot differently than they do in rural populations. You know, a good example of this would be COVID. Okay, the government wanted national lockdowns. What did we learn? The states like Florida that remained open had better case rates than the big cities like New York and Los Angeles that locked down. The government wanted federal vaccine mandates that didn't give an exemption for natural immunity. States like Florida didn't do that, ultimately utilized natural immunity in a targeted inoculation rate for the most vulnerable members of society, meaning the elderly, meaning morbidly obese people with underlying underlying health complications. And Florida churned out better COVID rates than the big blue states who followed the government program. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. But every one of these people yelling that the Supreme Court just took away my voice. No, they didn't. You're going to vote in every single state, which is the other problem for Democrats. They're trying to fundraise off of this. But you understand the people that are voting in favor of abortion were already voting Democrat. Bingo. 
That's it. They were already voting Democrat. You're not going to swing the vote off of this because the majority of Americans prefer limits to abortion. Fifteen weeks. That's where the majority falls. So every idiot grandstanding in Hollywood. Oh, I'm moving to Europe. Well, if you're moving to Europe, you don't have 15 weeks then. You have 12. (laughs) People are so stupid. Uh, Chuck is not stupid. He's in Burlington, Vermont. It's a great place to be. It's the home of the legendary WVMT. Yo, Chuck. Yo, Jimmy. How are you, brother? My man, are you outraging right now? Are you storming the courthouse? What are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm I'm sitting back and doing a couple of, of Cuervos in your honor. Oh, come on, you people in the Cuervo, man. I'll never understand it. I love it. Um, you know, it's so, it, it's so stupid because uh, these people um, say this every time and nothing happens. What happened to uh, uh, Rosie O'Donnell and, and Whoopi Goldberg? They said if Trump was elected, they were moving to another country. I, <laughs> last I checked, they're both still here. Oh, it's so true. Nobody, First of all, nobody ever leaves the country. Second of all, no. all of these dystopian, you know, they're going to make us not, you know, they're going to take away abortion in my state. No, they're not. If you're in Vermont, man, you're going to have abortion until like third grade. I mean, it's the way New yeah, York well, is, too, because the people are going to vote and the liberals like to kill babies. They don't care about the limits. You know, it's like uh, Sheriff Bart said in um, in Blazing Saddles, you know, the regular people, morons. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> That might be one of the only Blazing Saddles quotes you can say on the air. Uh, I appreciate your choice of movie, (laughs) but that's so funny, but it's all true, man. They keep even like, go ahead. We, well, we were in Montpelier actually having a candidate training to try and raise a couple more conservatives in this state to run Mm -hmm. on Saturday. And across the street from the hotel where we were doing this, the state house was attacked by this, this league of nitwits and, I mean, they did stuff like sprayed on the beautiful marble, you know, their their protest that God knows how they're going to get that out of it and, yeah. and stuff like this. And, you know, it's 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 men or it's uh, generally women that are too heinous to even be able to procreate. So did I clean that up enough? There's a lot, that's funny. There's a lot of people you're like, yeah, this, this doesn't concern you, honey. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. That's, that's moving, a good video. Moving. You know, everybody's making protest videos. That would be yeah. a funny video. I'm not saying you should shoot it because you're going to get punched in the face. But oh, you yeah. walk well, up that, to a that protester. Would, that, would, that would be like playing Blazing Saddles now. <laughs> I just one quick one yep. quick thing before I'm done. Mm-hmm. Just on the on that note is that uh, and Gene Wilder um, passing away messed this up. But my daughter actually works at the most liberal bastion in the world. She works at Harvard, okay. and uh, she had invited me because they were going to have a um, a Mill Brooks seminar uh, on the I don't know 40th anniversary of Blazing Saddles to talk about the the uh, impossibility of making something like that today. Yeah. There's and then, no then Gene Wilder passed, and I didn't get to go. So, Well, you wouldn't have but, gotten to go anyway, because if they would have played the movie, they would have burnt down the campus. Oh, of there. course. <laughs> it would have been insane. Dude, I, I mean, forget yeah. about it. And again, it was exactly. just comedy, and that's the part that's it, so dumb, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that and uh, the Bill Murray uh, Caddyshack, they, they reign, at least in guys our age, you know, it's mm-hmm lives and but those people can't figure it out well there's a thing what's what's really interesting Mm. is just you know when you start banning comedy you what you notice is 
people in people in this day and age are not very well equipped emotionally to deal with anything because they haven't learned to laugh at problems. They haven't learned to laugh at injustice or inconvenience. The whole point of comedy is it's a coping mechanism. You know, when you hear the term gallows humor, it's people whose literally hands and feet were chained. They were getting fed horse dung every third day and they were cracking Mm -hmm. each other up because they had no other choice. You know, well. God. Well, if you lose the, the if you lose the ability to laugh at yourself, then you're then you're just off of, off of the program anyway. Yep. No, you're right, and that's that's what the left has become. One of the reasons the right oh. is doing well and registering more voters and doing better on the generic ballot, and even if you look at a show like Greg Gutfeld's show, because yeah, yeah. we're making fun of ourselves, we're attracting mm-hmm. a lot more people to the movement. Conservatives who were never the cool side, they were always the buttoned up, yeah. responsible side, have become uh-huh. the cool side because exactly. we're just embracing very fundamental principles of joy. You know, the left is I'm offended. And I want to kill things. It's really hard to recruit people to that movement, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why they're and, having the problems what, they do. Well, and one of the reasons they never find us out protesting and whatever is because most of us are working and trying to earn a living. <laughs> you know, we don't we don't we don't have time to go do a sit-in. You know? Listen, if you got to protest, protest. You just can't protest yeah. the ethnicity of the new sheriff to leave it on Blazing yeah. Saddles terms. Behave. Bingo. Chuck Bingo. Gray Bingo. Cole. Bingo. See you, brother. 888-788-9910. Uh, Alan is out in Phoenix, Arizona. Yo, Alan. Hey, how are you, sir? Good morning. I just wanted to be real quick with this. Mm-hmm. You know, the protest this week and, you know, has been going on is just an example of how divide. I mean, this country is beyond divided. It's like to the point to where mm-hmm. we need a divorce because the people <laughs> that you're trying to deal with, and no matter how you feel about abortion, yeah. okay, uh-huh. just like how you feel about the presidency, I'm generally a guy who, whether I voted for somebody or not, president i root for them because i live here this is the country i live in and i believe in the laws and whether i agree with them or not i have to abide by them Mm -hmm. okay so we have a supreme court for a reason these are the laws it was bad i mean that's the part is the the elected officials are inciting people to believe things that aren't true because they're uneducated and they're just being ignorant about it as it goes back to the states we're a republic we're a democratic republic we're not a democracy and this is, you know, if people read the Federalist Papers, they would understand that. We have laws. Now, if you don't like them, then, you know, elect people who agree with you yep. and then vote those people in and then change those laws. And then we all have to abide by them. But one side doesn't want to. Yep. If, you know, if we can't kill babies, then we're going to burn things down. That is not a solution. Nope. And it's not a way to, not a workable uh, environment for anybody, not for them and not for us. No, I I agree 100 percent. And if it really did come to a point of a national divorce, uh, one one thing I can tell you is there's no way a judge is letting the liberals have custody of the children. No chance. No, not after the drag shows and the abortion on demand. I don't know that you could send the kids with them in good conscience, but you get it. I mean, the thing is, they got to this place in politics where they're where they're catering to people's emotions so much more than they're catering to the facts of every one of these issues. Most people in the country that are holding a protest sign right now think abortion was just banned. They think they can't get one, even if they're living in states with unlimited abortion access. Most people think like women are under attack or women aren't going to have a voice. It was just decided by a, a majority male court when, in fact, every woman in the country is going to get to vote. But you know what's so crazy about it really quick, Alan? is this worldview that women getting abortion so they can spend more time at work is empowering. 
It's actually the opposite. You know, they keep saying, oh, it's the handmaid's tale. They're just using us. I mean, this sounds like you're just being used. Get an abortion so you can get back to work. To me, does not sound empowering to women. It does sound kind of dystopian. And the other thing about it, too, is the reason why, like, if you want to have a civil debate about how you feel about it and how the other side feels about it, that's fine. But when people don't want to and they're just building a narrative, it's one of two reasons. Either you want the power or you know what you're doing is wrong, and that's why you're uncomfortable with it. It amazes me that these same people who are pro-abortion are anti-death penalty. Somebody who actually does something to deserve death is not going to get it, but a completely innocent being yeah, should kill, be murdered. Kill the kid, but let the murderer live. It's psychotic, and this is why we can't have nice things. Alan, you get it, man. I really appreciate it. Great call, brother. We'll do it again. 888-788-9910. They're even worked up about this over in France. Let's go to Linda. Linda! Hey, Jamie. Hey, girl. Hey, Jamie. How are you? Good. How's happy hour treating you? Um. Well, you know, I, all right, here's the deal, is, is that when you start, you know what a happy hour is. Mm-hmm. So you start the conversation at one moment, and you know, 20 minutes later, you're on to a whole different conversation. Okay. So where, yeah. <laughs> where, where does this find us? Did, did we start on abortion and go somewhere else? Or did we start somewhere else, wind exactly. up on abortion? But actually, no, no, no. No, it's still on abortion. But now, since I've had some moments to reflect, um, I want to tell you about something that's actually, it's still about abortion, but how to avoid it. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm 40. Well, I was 47 when my, I met my second husband. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, right before that, I went 15 years without alcohol and 15 years without sex. And the reason I did that was kind of discover myself, learn more about myself, learn, you know, in other words, Mm -hmm. the two things that were controlling me before just to go, hey, let's find out who I am without it. Mm -hmm. So when I met my husband here in France, um, it was kind of by the time that he told me, hey, you know, I, I. I think I've fallen in love with you. I, I want to date you. Mm. And I said, that, well, I'd already fallen in love with him, but I said, because he was my physical therapist because I had broken my back. Okay. But regardless, um, I'm going, oh, yay, he loves me. But the thing is, I said, okay, but this is going to kind of freak you out. And this guy's French. And I said, um, I don't want to have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. And we're in our 40s. I mean, obviously, we've had sex before, but I said, I just, I don't want to do it. Uh Um, I would rather put, you know, other things priority. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I'm not ultrally thrilled with that, Mm -hmm. but okay. So we waited. (laughs) Now, all right, we didn't actually end up in the goalpost, but Uh we tried. (laughs) I mean, like, seriously, we developed a relationship for four months without sex. Okay. Um, so let's just say, yeah, go ahead. You're, you're saying there are yeah, ways around this. Um, exactly. Listen, knowing what I know about those horny French guys, that just tells me he was getting it on the side. I don't mean to get him in trouble. Don't go hitting the guy with a pan. But uh, no, you make a good point. I mean, you you have the apps and you have so many options in this day and age. Yeah. So many options that aren't actually abortion. And even so, you know, that option here is going to remain in all the blue states. So, so much of this rage, it's like it's geared towards electoral power more than anything. I know. I know. And it's I'm I'm watching it, too. The -hmm. thing is, is that what's really sad is, is that I'm the only person. Well, there's several Americans watch Fox News Mm -hmm. um, because you have to be English 
uh, or at least able to hear English. So they're getting it through their news sources, which basically gets it from the mainstream media like CNN. Yeah. And it's extremely distorted. So Mm -hmm. I'm always kind of having to correct people on Mm -hmm. all things like gun control, birth control. But going back to abortion – Again, I'm going to lose um, you in 20 seconds. Step on the gas. Right, You've told so, us all about uh, your love life. People are enthralled. What else you got, <laughs> Linda? Well, I think what we need to do is we need free birth control. We need to teach people how to be parents, mm-hmm. young kids how to be parents, and we need to teach them how to be responsible with sex and mm-hmm. teaching them the benefits of abstinence. Okay, very well said. I think, listen, the fact that you're offering solutions puts you ahead of 99% of the people in America right now. So good job. Pour yourself another glass of Beaujolais. Now that your moratorium on on making love is up, (laughs) tell your husband to get back to work. We'll see you later, Linda. We love you. Uh, Quick break. We're back after this. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Getting ready for a big hour. Mark Wayne Mullen's going to be in the house. Kennedy's going to be in the house. And we actually have to do play you some sound uh, from today's episode of The View. No, God! Have to do it. Uh, we'll get there in a little bit. Uh, one reminder, and you're going to hear it a lot between now and July the 15th. Why? Because I'm on vacation next week. I'm going to be out in L.A. hosting Fox News' 4th of July special, live fireworks coverage from the Santa Monica Pier. But I'm going to be off the rest of the week. But when I come back, I'm going to be hosting Kennedy that week. I'm going to be filling in for the K train. And the week's going to conclude with me at the Stress Factory Comedy Club in New Brunswick, New Jersey. So get them damn tickets if you're on the East Coast. And don't go anywhere because we're having a grown-up talk about the view of all things next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. We are fired up for a big hour, a plus-sized hour of Fox Across America. We're going to be talking with Representative Mark Wayne Mullen from the great state of Oklahoma, who is himself a candidate for Senate in the great state of Oklahoma. Those primaries, of course, going off tomorrow. He will discuss uh, the uprising around the country, predominantly in blue states, uh, in response to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We're also going to have a grown-up talk about inflation off the bat here because Joe Biden announced over the weekend that he's going to spend more money to solve the problem. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Every serious economist believes we spent our way into this looming recession. I'm going to play some Larry Summers sound. Uh, He, of course, speaking to Bloomberg, said a recession is just about inevitable. One of the reasons this recession is all but inevitable is because Biden sucks. Okay, you can't spend your way out of inflation. Can't do it, man. That's like drinking yourself sober. I tried it all the time in college. It never worked out once. Fat, drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. So doesn't work. Okay, if you look at the San Francisco Fed, if you look at most economists out there, they believe inflation started in this country, not when Putin invaded Ukraine, but 14 months earlier, when Biden print and spent $2 trillion under the guise that this was an American rescue plan. What a fraud! It didn't didn't rescue an economy. The economy was poised to come roaring back because it had artificially been shut down by government COVID restrictions. But at a time when small businesses were struggling to hire, 
Biden cut enhanced unemployment checks, which paid people more money to stay home than it did to go back to work. Biden implemented vaccine mandates, which made it even harder for small businesses to hire from the limited pool they had available, which in effect, his American rescue plan was the equivalent of throwing a drowning man a sofa. Okay, it's a bad situation, but here's Larry Summers at Bloomberg. I just want to touch on this really quickly because there's so much to get into. And I know there's so many abortion headlines being made, but the fact of abortion is we'll discuss it all week. But here's the truth. Okay, if you live in a blue state, it ain't going anywhere. If you live in a red state, you're going to see some restrictions, some necessary restrictions, I might add. But nothing like the dystopian world the left is describing is actually even in, you know, the balance right now. You know, they're talking about not only is abortion being criminalized, that's not true. But, oh, this ruling is going to make them revisit gay marriage and interracial marriage and integrated schools. Democrats are so full of crap. They're trying to mobilize. Understand, the minute this Supreme Court decision came down, the fundraising emails went out. The second it came down, and those emails were pre-written, they knew it was coming. That was the whole point of the SCOTUS draft leak. It was to try and pressure the judges as a last-ditch last gambit, which, by the way, is a federal crime that was not prosecuted by Attorney General Merrick Garland, that clown, labeled school board parents domestic terrorists. But if you're showing up to a judge's house, no big deal. If you're showing up to the school of a SCOTUS judge with a, a dead baby, uh, you know, a, a plastic baby covered in blood. No big deal. That's that's OK. But if you're going to yell at a school board meeting because your kid's being denied an education or your kid's getting raped by a transgender male in a women's room, you know, you're a terrorist. I mean, that's what went on. The Democrats went too far. The reason Roe ultimately got overturned just really quickly is because the country had reached a place where, yes, half of the country was not comfortable with abortion. But the fact that we believed there were reasonable limits of six weeks and 15 weeks in a lot of states made it palatable for a majority of people. But the Democrats, that wasn't enough. We want late-term abortion. We want on-demand abortion. We want taxpayer-funded abortion, at which point things got extreme and you got cases like the Dobbs case, which presented the court with an opportunity to revisit the very shaky legal ground that Roe itself was written on. Okay, again, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the patron saint of Democrats, thought Roe was written on shaky legal ground. Carrie Sheffield tried to discuss this on CNN on Friday. CNN is the worst. But in invoking RBG's name, everything went sideways. Listen to this, clip 17. Yes or no? Is it, should this be also a federal ban eventually, in well, your mind? I, I personally prefer that, but I know that, that people on the other side don't prefer that. And so that is the beauty of federalism to say there will, the people will migrate. They will vote with their feet at the end of the day. So as much as I would like to see a federal ban, I know that that is politically unlikely. And so that, I think, is the best compromise. And, in fact, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said not that she— Do not say her I, let name me quote, tonight from let me your quote mouth her. after Excuse what you me. just said. You are literally— Excuse me. I'm going to go to that. I mean, did you even hear any of that right there? That was embarrassing. Do not even invoke her name after what you just said. What did she just say? She said, I support a federal ban on abortion. But I realize the other side of the country does not. I realize there's going to have to be a compromise. And as it pertains to legal precedent, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, at which point the CNN host, who doesn't wish to engage on the issue, on the fact 
that Ruth Bader Ginsburg said Roe was written on shaky legal ground would rather just besmirch character. Oh, you don't bring up her name. How dare you? Oh, hell no. How dare you come on here and tell the truth? That's what they did. They shouted her down and tried to make it look like they were on the right side of the legal argument. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But this is why I say I'm not trying to minimize the abortion debate on this show. Okay, we just did an hour on it. It'll come up throughout the show today. But the fact remains for all the hysteria, most of this outrage, most of this protesting, most of the eight arrests that were made last night, Okay, none of it is based on the truth. The Supreme Court didn't just rule on abortion. They ruled on state rights. Abortion is going to be legal in blue states. It's going to have restrictions in red states if people vote according to the way this happens to be polling. But what we're being told in an effort to weaponize the issue politically is that gay people are under attack, interracial couples are under attack. That's right. Clarence Thomas, a black Supreme Court justice who's married to a white woman, is going to ban interracial marriage. That's what they want you to believe on the left. They're crazy. Well, they don't actually. I I don't want to call them crazy for that because they don't believe this. They're just willing to distort reality if they think it'll help them get their way. I think that's the bigger issue. But while everybody's fighting over abortion, okay, this economy right now, and this is the abortion fight's a very convenient one for the Democrats because they obviously would rather fight over abortion and polls well with their base than the reality that they have run this country into the ground. Yo, we're still at a 40-year high in inflation. We are still at an all-time high in gas prices. We are still at an all-time high in fentanyl poisoning deaths. The country's in a bad spot, man. Joe Biden, in 16 months on the gig, has done a, a quarter century worth of damage to our economy to the quality of life in this country. Planes don't take off anymore. Babies aren't getting fed. I mean, really think about that. We've got a shortage of baby formula to this day. We're, bu- we're flying it in from other parts of the world. Okay, we're living in a compromised state of being in this country. If you look at the murder rates in big cities. We're at 35-year highs. Okay, they've really corrupted the way of life in this country. So you better believe they'd rather yell that Republicans hate women and want to kill them. But what Republicans are trying to do is allow more women to live and prosper. Okay, abortion has killed 63 million babies. Half of them would have grown up to be women. You know, and when you hear like, oh, you know, Republicans not letting women getting abortions or holding them back, I think it's the opposite. If you wanted to have that philosophical debate, you know, this idea that we need abortion because it allows women to get back to work quicker. Really? Is killing a baby empowering? Killing a baby so you could spend more time at work? I got to tell you, man, I have as good of a job as anybody in the country. It's great gig. But if you die tomorrow, okay, you're going to wish you had more fun. You're not going to wish you spent more time working or fighting or protesting. You're going to wish you found more time to pursue joy with the people you love. Okay, having a baby, loving a baby, giving yourself to a cause bigger than oneself, I promise is so much more fulfilling than any line of work, even mine. And I believe me, I have a cool job. I'm on the highest rated late night show in the country tonight. I host the fastest growing radio show in the country. But my whole day begins, middles and ends with hanging out with Jenny and Lincoln and the dog. That's where I have fun. That's what I do. I hang out and it's great. You know, and I got a great family and I got a lot of great friends. And I'm just telling you that that's where the real action is in this world. You know, working, achieving, prospering, all awesome stuff. But this idea that, you know, letting women get back into the cubicle is empowering. It's not really empowering to your quality of life so much as it fits into that narrative of feminism. 
that, you know, we're supposed to believe, we're supposed to believe that your career is more important than someone else's life. That's a level of self-absorption I'll never be able to sign up for. But the fact remains, whether you're having an abortion so you can go back to work or you're having an abortion and taking maternity leave, odds are you're going to be doing it in an economy that is engulfed in a massive recession. So says Larry Summers, who, oh, by the way, spent an awful lot of time advising Democrats, presidents. Here it is, clip 24. I think, David, that a recession is almost inevitable, Uh, probably a 75 percent, 80 percent chance within the next two years, and there's certainly a real risk uh, that it will come uh, sooner. That's going to be a very difficult thing, though, as I say, I think it may be inevitable given where we are. But I think it's going to be very important to make sure that if we're going to go through a period of pain, we do slay the inflation dragon. So slaying the inflation dragon would go a long way towards helping the country get back on its economic feet. But the reality of right now is, again, the Democrats are yelling and screaming about abortion. It's the handmaid's tale. These religious zealots on the court want women to follow their dogma. Barbara Streisand called the Supreme Court the American Taliban. Come on. If they were the American Taliban, she wouldn't be allowed to speak in public. (laughs) Think about that. If they were the American Taliban, Joe Biden would give him $85 billion worth of our weapons. Come on, man. Like he did in Afghanistan. But again, they're hoot and holler. All of this is nonsense. None of it's true. But they don't want to talk about the economy. They don't want to talk about it because they have mismanaged the economy, something that has far dire consequences for women and minorities than whether or not you can get an abortion in the state you happen to reside in. Okay, that's just reality. There are more people alive right now being plagued by this violent crime wave, which is, of course, the end result of a stagnant economy. There are direct correlations between low rates of economic opportunity and high rates of violent crime. People are getting killed in record numbers right now because we don't have legitimate means of income in a lot of parts of this country. You know, and when the Democrats start yelling about abortion, it's a healthy distraction from the issue. But maybe their bigger frustration is that if you do, in fact, ban abortion in red states, Democrats are going to have to drive. Okay, in some instances, the blue states in order to get those abortions. And sadly, under Democratic rule, nobody's going to be able to afford the gas money to get down to the clinic. She's got her daddy's car, she's not cruising cause she can't afford gas now. Seems she forgot that Joe Biden screwed up, so we pay out the ass now. And with the fuel crisis lasting, she's losing cause she can't make no plans now. She'll have no fun, fun, fun till her daddy votes the liberals away. Well, the girl is stranded cause we can't drill for oil any place now. In time we buy it from countries whose leaders are a total disgrace now. A lot of lies from Jen Psaki and she tells them to us with a straight face now. She'll have no fun, fun, fun till her daddy votes the liberals away. Till 
is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. time of the day we have to play you a clip from the view no god no god please no 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 i apologize the view is uh they're in like the bahamas this week they're on location uh and obviously having a pretty drastic reaction to the scotus ruling you know they're under attack they're joy behar women are going to like lose the right to vote you know all of that crazy stuff it's you know all hyperbole and insanity and all theatrics and emotion, zero facts. The view is awful. But Whoopi Goldberg kind of next leveled the whole thing because she's going in on Clarence Thomas and saying, oh, he's, you know, he's empowering all of this white supremacist rage and this is going to end with him being back in the days of Jim Crow. Just listen to this. We're living in the death of shame uh, where people are willing to weaponize any level of sensationalism and lie if they think it'll get enough emotion out of the base that people will actually invest in it. Just listen to this. It's bananas. Well, you better hope that they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife who happens to be white because they will move back. You better hope That's that nobody right. says, you know, well, you're not in the Constitution. You're back to being a quarter We're of a person. Because that's not going to work either. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Clarence Thomas, you better watch that they don't say we're back in the 50s and you're three-fourths of a person, Clarence Thomas. I mean, yo, Clarence Thomas is one of those people that would have to come for Clarence Thomas. Do you get it? Not even close. He's on the court. Okay, if they were going to ban interracial marriage, he would be one of the people voting on it. But we're not there. That's not actually what's going on. What's going on is we're living in the death of shame. And I tell you this all the time about shows like The View. These are stupid people. It has nothing to do with their race or their gender. They're stupid. Here's Whoopi Goldberg saying Jill Biden should be your surgeon general, despite the fact that, unbeknownst to Whoopi, she's not a medical doctor. Dr. Jill becomes a surgeon general, his wife. <laughs> yeah, Jill, Biden. Jill Biden's wife, because, you know, she he would do. never do it, but she, she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I she's a doctor like, and PhD. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, oh, I could be wrong. I thought she was yeah, a I think she's, she's oh. a teacher, but... <laughs> <laughs> Dr. 
to Jill Biden. She's a great doctor. You were wrong. Not even a little bit. <laughs> She's not a doctor. She's reading books to little kids. Oh, <laughs> my mistake. That's Whoopi Goldberg, but she didn't own it. You know, that's what we're dealing with here. Oh, they're going to put Clarence Thomas back in shame. It's embarrassing. We're living in the death of shame. I, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, but Mark Wayne Mullen, he's running for Congress. He's seen lots of things. He's going to stop us, stop by in the next break to class up this program. We'll have a grown-up chat after this on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to talk to this next guest. He's a superstar congressman who is on the ballot in the Oklahoma primaries tomorrow for Senate. He joins us now for a, a pregame preview. Uh, Representative Mark Wayne Mullen returns to the show. Hey, man. What's going on, Jimmy? Every time you, every time your music comes on, I feel like I'm about to step in the cage again. Yeah, you're back. You're ready to battle. Well, that's the safety dance. There's, I, I am. There's, there's nothing safe about stepping in the cage. I don't unless you got a real tomato can lined up for this next bout. Uh, but how you feeling, man? You getting taped up for the big primary? Ready to roll? I am. We're we're looking good. Our numbers look good. You know, in the state of Oklahoma, you got to have fifty plus one, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I mean that's going to be really tough to get there. But our numbers are looking looking good. We're more more than double digits ahead of uh, the nearest person to us. There's thirteen people in the race, and we're working hard. I mean, I'm, yeah. I uh, actually I just jumped out of a of a meet and greet to jump in the truck to to call you, and we're running all the way through the tape. I told everybody when we started this race, I'm not the I'm not the smartest guy in the race. I get that. I've never been the smartest guy in any room I walked into. Uh, but I, I can I can control how hard I work, and I'll outwork everybody in that room. Hey, we'll sign up for that right now because mo- most people are actually working very hard in this country to discredit the Supreme Court uh, <laughs> after this Roe versus Wade ruling, which, by the way, I just want to point out because uh, no one considers me the valedictorian of talk radio either. But even I'm smart enough to know the Supreme Court didn't actually just criminalize abortion. They just sent the decision back to the states to the state. where it should yeah. have been to begin with. No. Yeah, and, and you're seeing most of the destruction uh, and this this protesting and and these the spray painting graffiti. You know, the the vandalism, which, by the way, if this is the right doing this, they would mm. call it domestic terrorism. Yeah, <clears throat> you're seeing you're seeing all this take place in states that it's still legal. That's so weird. I mean, it, it just it, it, I mean, they're seeing them protest in, in D.C. Mm. Uh, well, in the territory of of of, of uh, Dominic Republic or not Dominic Republic. I mean, the yeah. uh, of Columbia, yep, uh, which is Washington, D.C. You mm. know, they're they're still able to do it uh, in L.A., downtown L.A., Portland. Um, Seattle, you're going, hey, listen, your state is still wanting to kill babies. I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. but why the heck are you tearing your state up? Uh, the reason is, is it, they're just full of hatred and rage. Yes. I mean, what is it called? Uh, Jane's Revenge? Yeah. You know, this this group that's going out there, and if anybody else were to have that name, like I said, it would be considered domestic terrorism, and we don't even have uh, our, our IC communities, which is our intelligence communities, even looking into this group. Uh, it, this is it's mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. We're talking to Representative Mark Wayne Mullen. He's, of course, from the 2nd Congressional District of Oklahoma. On your ballot tomorrow uh, in the Senate primaries, uh, the last time we spoke, you would inform me that you don't actually have to make weight for this battle. Yeah, there's, there's no way in. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, can no way in. All right. I mean, I'd, I'd have a well, shot in politics. Anybody's ever pulled, yeah. yeah, anybody's ever pulled weight, though. 
man, when you weigh in, it's the best feeling in the world when you make it. But you just feel like you're going to die before you step on those scales. Uh, <laughs> well, let it, me ask you it, this. But right afterwards, you're like, oh, man, I feel good. That's well, the way election night is. When you finally win, you're like, oh, wow, I feel good. <laughs> but in the run-up, you're basically pulling weight right now. Is that what you're telling me? It, it, it really is. I'm not going to say it's similar, but it, or it's like, just like it, but it's similar because mm-hmm. um, there's this – sense of anxiety and dread uh-huh. uh, because you know you only get really one major scorecard yeah. and either you win or you lose yes. but you poured everything into it you poured your heart and your soul into it and if you pulled weight it's the same way yeah. and so it's just this thing like let's just hurry up and get on that scale and make sure I made it and then afterwards <laughs> it's this biggest relief and you had this somewhat of a burden lift off of you uh, and it, it, it is good to go well listen if you come home with this championship belt and you head to the Senate, I mean, Republicans are expected to have a, you know, a pretty happening midterm haul, you know, in terms of seats gained. And the right. expectation is that they would take back both houses of Congress. The bigger concern, I think, for a lot of people out there is it's not enough to win back majorities. We need to do something. OK, we've got a lot of problems in this country. And this is my question to you is, you know, with all of the inflation we're dealing with, I think most people would agree if they were being honest that the root cause of this is spending. Could we ever get back to a Washington where people were willing to cut spending? Because I don't see it in the current incarnation. Well, you don't have any business people in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mean, like true current operating business. Yes. People. You have a lot of successful people, but they're not operating today's atmosphere. They're not today's world. And mm-hmm. so the, the, the idea of spending, you kind of get numb to it. Mm-hmm. And because it's really not your money. It's monopoly money if you think about it. If you think about what the Democrats spent last year, the Democrats spent on top of the appropriations, they spent $7.5 trillion, right? Wow. And if you break that down, that's, that, that breaks down that if, Jimmy, you spent $10 million a day since Jesus Christ was born, you would only get to $7.33 trillion, and that's through December 31st of 2021. Wow. That, and so in one year, they spent that kind of money. And, and you lose touch. And so why are they spending that kind of money? Because they get they spend that kind of money because they got all these programs, and these programs mean votes. Because when people get on these programs, that means that they become dependent on the federal government. And everybody wants to cut money and cut spending unless it's cutting your program. And the, the statistic is is over 50 percent of the population now inside the United States is on some type of federal program from in some area, some form, some shape. And so people talk about it, but they're not willing to do it because you have a bunch of politicians that 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 is their identity. It's their job now. Mm-hmm. It's their sole income. And, 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 and who's going to do that and fire themselves? Yeah, that's that's why we need more true what we call citizen legislators up there, mm-hmm. guys that are still working in today's atmosphere, still coming home and living under those rules and those laws that they're passing, mm-hmm. which is why I tell everybody that's what's different about my resume. My resume is. We've still, we're still investing in this economy. My wife and I are still building businesses. Even since we've been in D.C., we were still investing, opening restaurants, opening new service companies, opening uh, new construction companies because it, we're still going. We're still aggressively going because it's not going to be my identity. And yeah. the only way we're going to cut spending is either one, it's going to force us to, which is where we're headed right now with the recession we're happening that's going that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. The in, the increase in interest rates going to get to the point where we're not even going to be able to manage. If it goes up another four percentage points, we're not going to be able to manage even our interest payments. So yeah. that means Congress is going to have to react to that, which mm-hmm. we're, we're we're really awful at being overreactive in situations. Um, or we're going to have to finally stop and say. We need to start sending people up there that are going to be true citizens legislators, make tough decisions, and come home and live underneath those rules. 
the fastest one that's approaching is probably going to happen, unfortunately, going to be forced. And yeah. I think that's the only way we're going to be able to cut spending. Yeah, it's, it is unfortunate. We're talking to Representative Mark Wayne Mullen. I mean, you are. You're a father of six kids. You're running a small business. You're living in the world that Congress has created. A lot of them are not. The way I oversimplify this for people is, you know, the spending issue we have is that it's not money we have. It's money we don't have. You know, Congress is that group of friends at the bar. And they want to send a round of drinks over to those gorgeous girls, but nobody has their wallet on them. And while your heart might be in the right place, the fact remains, if we don't have the money to pay for that round of drinks, it doesn't matter what the girls think of them. We're not going to be able to leave the bar because we're going to be scrubbing (laughs) dishes. No? Your your analogy is spot on, and there's a lot of us that understand that. (laughs) Some people may be going, what? (laughs) But no. It, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely spot on. We're spending money that we don't even kind of have. Not that we 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 might have. We don't even kind of have. Now, do we have enough money coming into the to the revenue yep. to the Internal Revenue Service to to maintain government? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. We have more than enough revenue to come in. But what we'd have is we have all these programs that we're paying people to stay home. We're paying them to do this. We're paying them to do that. And that's not the that's not what Congress and that's not what the government was designed to do. The government was designed to do was simply be for the people, by the people, have very limited access, very limited uh, structure, and is supposed to create an environment for entrepreneurs to be able to go fill those jobs, to be able to create those uh, that infrastructure, to be able to, to, to pay that internal revenue, to be able to have us to have that strong uh, national security uh, approach, to be able to be peace through strength, for us to take care of the basics, the true basics, and allow the local government and the states to take care of the rest of the stuff. But we have grown too big. And a lot of that is our fault, Jimmy, yeah. because – Every time something's happened, we look to Washington, D.C. to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, a, if an earthquake happens, we want FEMA to come in. If a, if a hurricane happens, we want FEMA to come in. If, uh, unfortunately, uh, a school shooting takes place, and I say this, we look to Congress to fix these issues when really we could fix these things probably on the local level and get the money out there faster um, or get the help needed faster then the federal government can ever do it and be more efficient doing it. And so we got to shrink the size of government and push it back to the people. That's why it was. That's why our, our founding fathers wanted the government by the people for the people, so they would keep it in control. Now, how many people have control of Washington D.C.? Yeah, we don't. But you do have control of your of your. Uh, maybe your state legislators or your city council or your school board. Mm-hmm. That's where the people have control. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. Well, listen, our only focus in the next 24 hours is we got a big primary tomorrow. So get in the zone, tape up the ankles, whatever you got to do, make weight, fight the good fight. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, be, I'll be at the postgame party. I'll, don't worry, I'll pay for my drinks. I'm not going to pull a Congress on you. Uh, but we're all pumped oh, up. For I'll you. pay. If I see you there, I'll pay for them. Oh, now you're it. talking. What a guy. My, this, yeah. Forget it. My producer just bought a bus ticket. You don't realize what kind of dirtbags produce the show. I'll keep it presentable, <laughs> but yeah, the rest of them are going to show up in togas. So get your game face on. Uh, love talking right. to you, brother. Best of luck tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, and anybody that wants to join our fight, Mullen for America, because we're fighting for this country, not just great state of Oklahoma. We're fighting for this country. And, guys, this, it's worth the fight. We can win this. We can take back our country. Listen, I'm with you. I love it. It's a great pregame speech. We had win one for the Gipper. How about just win one for America? You know what I mean? Tell the Gipper to take a timeout. Right. We'll win one for him, too, but America first. I love it. Good luck tomorrow. I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right. There Thank he goes. You. The See great, you, brother. My man, the great Mark Wayne Mullen. Back after this with my man, Bill Keeler. 
this thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So fired up to talk to this next guest, a superstar radio host in his own right on the legendary WIBX up in Utica, one of our affiliates. But I love him for not only that reason, but for the fact that he's one of the few celebrities not vowing to move out of the country after they repealed Roe versus Wade. Bill Keeler <laughs> staying in America. You have not packed the U-Haul. Well, listen, uh, we're not that far from Canada upstate. <laughs> well, you know what's amazing about it is everyone always does like this is my favorite thing during the Trump campaign. Yeah. Everybody's like Trump's racist towards Mexicans. So if he gets elected. I'm moving to Canada. And I'm like, hey, Mexico's just as close. Not going to Mexico. Isn't no, that weird? Funny how that happens. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to Canada. Canada's uh, no fun. Well, the water is a little better in Canada. Is that what it is? That's what I've heard. You're trying and to absolve them with a Molson, with I, a Molson beer push? Is that I, what you're telling I, Let's me? just say I lost a few pounds visiting Mexico. Oh, so I see where this is know. headed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. So when you say the water, oh, uh-huh. I, under- oh I understand yeah. now. Hey, hurry up in there. I get it now. <laughs> Well, that's funny. You're in uh, New York with your lovely wife, Allison. It's my understanding where you're moving your daughter out of college. Is that what's going on? So she'll be studying uh, overseas. And uh, yeah, New Jersey means. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, she's got to move out of here, out of her dorm room here. And we're taking her. Uh, back upstate for the rest of the summer. So. Oh, there you go. Well, you know, it's a, it's a shame you're only in New York for a few days. It's lovely this time. I here. was in we. <laughs> my wife booked us a hotel uh-huh. in Chelsea, which was this weekend the staging area yeah. for the Pride Parade. Okay, so you ran into a lot of your old buddies. Uh, <laughs> let's just say, in order to get around, I I put on my uh, little bow outfit, and my <laughs> wife dressed up as Peep, and we flowed through the crowd very easily. <laughs> you know what's funny? There's a comic, Wally Collins. He's a really funny guy. And uh, he used to do a joke where he said, I call the Pride Parade the Look, Look Parade, <laughs> because you're always saying to your friend, like, Psst, look, 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 look over there. Because there's wild, wild stuff going and, on. And it's not like anybody's making fun here. Yes. They know it. They yes. are asking. They want their pictures taken. They mm-hmm. are enjoying that moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're all having fun. Well, it's, well, uh, it is what it is. We'll laugh about this, okay? As a former cab driver, my taxi was always in Chelsea. I picked up my cab on 21st and 7th. Yeah. And the one thing I always say about gay intercourse is it <laughs> suffers from a woman's brain to, to function as standards and practices. What I mean by that is, like, sometimes you'd pick up your cab. Yes. Uh, and there wasn't a woman to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't go at it on the hood of this cab. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do it on the steps of Chelsea at 7 oh, in the morning. you're when right. When it's two men involved, we don't have standards and practices. You're right. And that's what, that's what ultimately happens. I would see things, because Sunday night is disco night in the gay community. Mm-hmm. So whenever I was picking my, my cab up on a Monday morning, there was some wild stuff oh. going on, man. And you're right. It is uh, anything that I have ever almost done was stopped by my wife. So (laughs) that is uh, that's what's missing. There's no doubt. Yes. Women live by the adage of defense wins championships. (laughs) That men have bet the over. We're just trying to put up as many points as humanly possible, hoping it'll sort itself out in the postgame show. You're right. But it doesn't always work that way. Bill Keeler's in studio. Legendary host on WIBX up in Utica. Uh, was Utica filled? Well, you weren't there, but did you re- did you call back home to find out if they were protesting this weekend or no? There were, greens. there were. Uh, you know, you'll get the same type of protests uh, upstate, um, mm. but they're smaller. Obviously, yeah. it's nothing like 
you know what went on down here. But yeah, I think you know there. This is a uh, this is a moment for a lot of people, and some of them are protesting because they hate everything of what happened. Others want to be involved. I think. Yes, so. there's a lot of people. There is a little of that. Well, it's like a thing now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they really should just have a dating app for people who want to meet at protests and stuff like that, because it's become like part of the social fabric. It has. Yeah. But what's amazing is like the states we live in, where abortion laws aren't going to change, Correct. have the protests. Right. It's like right. nobody's protesting in like Kentucky. They're not protesting in Mississippi. It's because they're afraid, for God's sake. <laughs> Stop it, Keeler. No, it's – you know, if, if you look at the polling, right, most of the country supports abortion but with limits. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. And if we got to there, I think that would be tolerable. But it's really weird. We got to this place. I kind of blame the cell phone. This is deep. Mm-hmm. But everybody has, like, such a staggering sense of self-importance now that they can't fathom living in a world where everyone isn't willing to do it their way. Yeah. But the whole point of America is that we were free range chickens we could all do it our own way right, right. but now everything wants to be federalized so everybody's living our way i think you know when you hear like national divorce i don't know that we're coming but i do think a lot of people would be on board with that the reason being is then they don't have to worry about losing elections anymore your side's always in charge right but here's one thing and you know this bill keeler if you live in a city where one side's always in charge like oh portland seattle chicago the place is a dump it is. You need it, the threat of another source of power. There, it's the checks and balances that mm-hmm. work so well in this country. And without yeah. that, I mean, look at New York. How yeah. do we, I mean, b- bail reform and everything we're going through is because of a supermajority that exists in New York State. Oh, and it is a dump. You know, you've heard me say this. The, the famous <laughs> yes. the famous walking tours are now running tours. You know, you're getting chased <laughs> down the road. Mugs, so crime true. everywhere. Yes. And, you know, like, I don't enjoy saying it. I grew up here. And yeah. it's it was it was a lot nicer in the time I spent driving a cab. You know, I drove in a post Giuliani Bloomberg world where the big drawback for us was they put in all of these bike lanes to attract tourists. Right. But I'll take 10 cyclists any day of the week over some pantless guy with a screwdriver yeah. claiming to be a time traveler attacking people on 7th Avenue. And that's exactly what it's like. I know. And I can't Just, even get mad at the guy because he yeah. probably listens to my show. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's probably a P1 on you this show. You may be right. You may be right. You big know, listener. Peter? So when do you go back? Do you go back uh, tonight? We go back this afternoon. Oh. Uh, this evening. Like okay. right after, you know, uh-huh. like 3, 4 o'clock we're going back. And okay. I got to go back to the town where people are going to be like, you had you talked to Jimmy. You saw oh, Jimmy you today. Guys. By the way, nine sellouts we in, did. in Utica. We had a hell of a run. We'll be back there again. We're I'm going excited. Back. I, it's, it's like my favorite town to do comedy in because it's our people. You're not going to offend them. Italian food. We That's feed you is. really okay. well. I was trying yeah. to make it sound artistic. I'm there for the greens. <laughs> look at me, folks. I look it like is. I'm in my third trimester. Uh, Keeler, you're a legend. We'll do it again on your show. In my mind. Thank you. <laughs> the great Bill Keeler heading back to Utica. Get him out of here. Oh, come on. Get him out. Good stuff. We're back after this with Kennedy in the next hour on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up in this hour to bring by the K Train, Kennedy, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network, a program I myself will be hosting. July 13th and 14th, I am pinch hitting for the K-Train. It is quite a high honor, but in this hour, 
we will attempt to restore order because the country's a mess right now. And one of the reasons people are so worked up is because they've been lied to by Democratic politicians. Tell them like it is. We're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into a couple more of your phone calls. 888-788-9910. A lot of people in the streets this weekend. We had six demonstrators arrested in South Carolina on Saturday. Ten protesters arrested in Oregon vandalizing a building. The problem with, like, Oregon, and when you get to Seattle, they had a bunch of arrests out there as well, you know. It's hard to know who's vandalizing because of the abortion protests and who's just vandalizing because there's so much crime and filth in every one of these Democratic-run cities. Uh, But the one thing all of these cities have in common is their protests were the most heated, and none of them are in any danger of losing their abortion rights. That's what's so fascinating. Is if you live in a blue state, and this is the lie that we're you know debating right now, the Supreme Court did not just ban abortion. I think he's got a point. No, no, they didn't. All they did was send it back to the states for each individual state to vote on what type of abortion will be permitted. Is it unlimited, like places like Colorado? Is it going to be, you know, 15 week tops like Mississippi, which, by the way, everybody threatening to leave our country and move to Europe like Billy Joe, that jackass from Green Day. Okay, if you move over to Europe, guess what? You wind up with stricter abortion limits than you have here in America. (laughs) That's how dumb and ill informed this debate is. America's terrible. They overturn Roe versus Wade. I'm moving to Europe where they have regular loose abortion standards. That is a fact check false. They don't. 99% of Europe caps abortion at 12 weeks. 12, which is more, which is a shorter window than the one we have in Mississippi, which is, of course, being derided as a place that's attacking women. And that's why the country's so up in arms. They're up in arms because we're not even we're not debating the truth. We're debating what left-wing politicians have posited as the truth. We're debating what they would have you believe is some type of war on women. Why? Because they want to fundraise off of your unrest. That's what it is. Emails went out immediately. So AOC is all worked up. She was saying over the weekend, we can't have pro-life Democrats. They can't even serve. Listen to this, clip four. The thing that a lot of people don't like to talk about is the fact that not every Democrat is pro-choice, okay? So the ones that aren't, we really need to reassess if it's appropriate for them to continue to serve in 2022. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Yeah, you can't. If you're not pro-choice... You shouldn't be allowed to serve in Congress. I mean, imagine being the one who says, I won't even hear out people who want babies to live. Imagine being that person and thinking you're the good guy in this debate. We got to get rid of those animals that want to protect innocent babies. How dare they, right? You guys? Yo, I said this on Friday, but I've said this a lot on this show. Based on the evolution of science we now have at our disposal In 100 years, they'll remember abortion as, you know, an equivalent to slavery in terms of a human rights abuse that is unfathomable to a more evolved generation of people. You'll say, how could anybody be okay with this? You knew the babies could feel pain beyond 15 weeks. You knew they could live outside the mom 
beyond 23 weeks and you were still okay with birthing them to kill them? I mean, really think of what just came out of my mouth. I mean, that's what this is. Okay, really think about that. You're birthing a baby at a certain point just to kill it. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. What the hell is the world coming to? And the, here's Stacey Abrams. Do you remember her? The duly elected governor of Georgia. <laughs> Stacey Abrams, remember the one who, who told us with a straight face that she's not conceding the election. She won. But then in the next breath... Donald Trump is a traitorous seditionist if he doesn't trust the legitimacy of the 2020 elections. Stacey Abrams is full of A lot of people feel that way, but here she is saying abortion at any time should be between a doctor and a woman. Clip seven. Do you support any limitation on abortion or does it do you think that women should have the right to have an abortion all the way up to nine months? I believe an abortion is a medical decision, and I believe that that should be a choice made between a doctor and a woman and in consultation with her family. But I think the challenge that we have is that we keep putting this in a political space. This is a medical decision, and the medical choices that should be made should be governed by what is best for that woman and what is best at the suggestion of and advice of their doctor. She's worse than Kamala. Okay. Do you notice who she didn't mention? She said it's a medical decision, so we should talk about what's best for that woman. And then she caught herself before she could say what's best for that child. That's true. That is true. Because she realized abortion does not factor the child into the equation whatsoever. And understand, okay, the fact that they are willing to frame this as a medical decision, but not but not include the child that will be medically terminated? Garbage like you just makes me sick. When she says there should be no limits on abortion, this is a medical decision. Okay, it is a medical decision. If there are no limits, that involves actual murder. There's no argument. Abortion is murder beyond the point of viability. If the baby can live outside the mother and you are killing it because it's an inconvenience to your career, that's murder. Okay, if I'm late for work and the guy in front of me is driving too slow and I shoot him in the head so I can just get around his car and get to work quicker, I have committed murder. Killing someone for your own convenience is not called abortion. It's not called women's rights. It's called murder. He knows what he's talking about. But again, the lie being told is that, oh, this murder's okay. And if the Supreme Court isn't fine with it, they're taking away our rights. They're going against other stuff next. Here's Jan Crawford. He's chief, CBS's chief legal correspondent telling us contraception and same-sex marriage are next. Clip 20. Uh, excuse me. She's reminding them, okay, that they're not at risk because the clip I want to play you first, very important, is that they are. Is that, oh, here you go. Here's Ellie Mistel. It's on MSNBC. I want you to believe the only people who have rights in this country are white men and guns. Clip 15. At a basic level, if you want rights in this country under this conservative Supreme Court, you better be a cis-hetero white man or an Uzi. Because those are the two things that this court believes have, have rights. Let's start at the or beginning, right? Which or is, a corporation. Or, sorry, or you can incorporate yourself as <laughs> yes. an Uzi and perhaps <laughs> then get some rights, yeah. right? I mean, come on, man. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be a, a white, a cisgender white man or an Uzi if you want rights in this country. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. 
Nobody, nobody is oppressed in this country. Nobody even lost a right on Friday. Do you understand if you live in a blue state? He's lying when he says women got their rights taken away. If you live in a blue state, you still have the right. If you live in a red state, you're probably going to ultimately see this put to a vote, at which point you'll have some restrictions on abortion. But here's a newsflash. You'll still be able to go to a blue state. What they're ultimately trying to do with this ruling, okay, at a Supreme Court level, is let 50 individual states make their own decision. They're trying to give every single American a voice in how much abortion will be legal in this country because Roe versus Wade in its inception denied the American people a voice. It federalized the decision and said, hey, individual states, you have no say. Hey, individual voters who might be against this, you have no say. That's not democracy. Okay, that's one size fits all at the federal level, denying people a voice in this issue. All they did on Friday is they didn't rule on abortion and whether or not it could continue to be a thing. They didn't say some people won't have the right anymore. All they did was say each individual state can go vote. The bottom line is it's not going to end abortion. Not not even close, not even a little. Okay, what it is ultimately designed to do at a federal level is give people a voice. What it's designed to do at a local state level in states where they want people to consider uh, life is give them a better understanding of just what they're doing when they abort a baby in an advanced stage of pregnancy. That's what they're trying to do. These aren't the bad guys. These aren't the barbarians. Okay, the people who are lying to inflame tensions and fundraise and try to win an election by telling us rights are under attack. They're going to take away gay marriage. Okay. They're not engaged in any substantive discourse. They're not here in pursuit of the truth. They're here in advancing a narrative on behalf of one party that they think will help them get power, but isn't even remotely linked to the truth. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay. Here is Jan Crawford, CBS's chief legal correspondent, admitting Okay, that they're not coming after same-sex marriage and contraception. Clip 23. Yes, I mean, Justice Thomas wrote that separate opinion that the language was obviously very jarring for some people to read, but he has one vote, and it takes five. And the court majority said it's hard to see how we could be any more clear that those cases, the right to contraception, the right to same-sex marriage, are not in doubt that abortion is different because, as the court said, it involves a life. You had Justice Kavanaugh writing a separate opinion, making that point, emphasizing that point. Those cases are not at risk. So she flat out said those cases are not at risk. That's not a thing. Yet people are out there with a straight face. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre, that jackass, telling MSNBC that Clarence Thomas in the court wants to go after other decisions. It's clip five. So let me just say this uh, about what Thomas said, uh, Clarence Thomas said today. It is it is chilling. What he wrote is absolutely chilling. If that were to happen, Nicole, that would uh, for sure, for sure, uh, change change this country for decades. I mean, change it by generations. And it, it is it will be incredibly um, stunning how how this would affect us as a country. And here's the thing. We have to listen. We have to make sure we hear very clearly uh, what this extreme side, this extreme Republicans are saying, because they have an agenda. I have never I I can't think of a more dangerous agenda uh, to put forth. You don't have a clue. I mean, really. 
okay, they didn't just ban abortion. This extreme Republican side. Banning abortion would have been, hey, you live in a blue state? No more abortion. Okay, think about that. They said, you live in a blue state? Vote on it. Do what you want. You live in a red state? Vote on it. Do what you want. Okay, they're being portrayed as extremists for political gain, but they're not being portrayed as extremists because the people doing so have any interest in the truth. You just heard the chief legal correspondent at CBS say the court is not going after contraception and same-sex marriage. But then Karine Jean-Pierre comes on TV and tells you they are. That is offensive, and it is not true. They don't care about the truth. We're living in the death of shame. Okay, the Supreme Court said everybody should have a right to vote on this, something that Roe versus Wade denied people. Okay, what the individual red states that might be in favor of abortion limits are saying is maybe we could choose life a little more frequently and not be killing 63 million babies because it's not serving us as a society. And, oh, by the way, it's doing irreparable harm to a lot of the women who end up having those abortions, not to mention the half of the women who have been aborted. Okay, 63 million babies have been aborted. Half of them were women. That does not strike me as empowerment. You know, there's a lot of people in favor of more adoption, another option we should be pursuing with more vigor and more enthusiasm. And it's something we'll get into next right here on Fox Across America. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be rapping with Kennedy in the next break, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. Her opening act hails from East Tennessee. Pam is on the line. Hello, Pam. Hey, guy. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Tennessee sounds great right now. Everyone's just like eating barbecue and they're day drunk, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty hey, much. You must have visited here once. <laughs> <laughs> I visited twice. I was there last year with Gutfeld Show in the fall, and then I was hosting New Year's Eve. We were at the Wild Horse Saloon down there in Nashville. What a rowdy town. I I was telling people when I came back that if COVID was as bad as they said on the news, everyone in Uh Nashville would have been dead two years ago. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) It was out of control. Now, I'm way over east. I'm tucked right up to the foothills of the Smokies. Oh, okay. Good living. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice here today. Yeah, it's gorgeous over there. Good motorcycle riding, good driving. I love it out there. So I do know it well. Now, were you telling Mikey, I know you spoke with our call screener. I hope you didn't use any I hope you didn't use any big words, but um, (laughs) you were telling Mikey that you were adopted, correct? Yes, it was. Okay. Um, and I guess you said the point was that it's, it should be more inexpensive. Now, I don't know a lot about the process. So could you kind of just loop us into your experience? Sure. Okay, I, now, I'm 67. Mm-hmm. I was adopted in 1955, mm-hmm. and I was born in 1954. We don't know what that several months gap is about because I don't know my backstory. I never okay. checked. Okay. Um, my parents were not rich people, mm-hmm. but they adopted me through the county services of Baltimore County, Maryland. Okay. So the county was in charge of that, which is small government, which, mm-hmm. you know, I think was a good program. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, and I, the cost of adoption now without these county programs. Um, I have friends who adopted when we were in college age group, and they paid 
tens of thousands of dollars to adopt. It was just a little cheaper than um, in vitro. Wow. And people were hiring surrogates, and they couldn't find children. And I was like, why is adoption getting so difficult? And then my friends went overseas to adopt children. And I thought, what is happening to adoption in this country? And then I realized the easier it was to abort a child if it was, and I hate to say this, inconvenient, Mm -hmm. the fewer children were available for adoption. So if you put this state to state, Mm -hmm. the states, the counties can set up their own adoption centers, which is going to cut the cost. I mean, what my parents paid in relation to their income, there's no resemblance what someone would pay now in relation to their income. And you know what a bigger point is there is that these are people who want the baby. They really want this baby. Oh, my parents wanted me desperately. I can tell you they were kind of like helicopter parents for until I revolted. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny, like, uh, you know, in in this we're a little bit under a minute here. And I was just going to say, if we were having this conversation, you know, you've got unwanted pregnancies. They are in a roundabout way. A lot of them are wanted pregnancies just by other couples. I think if there was a little more encouragement. You know, to look in that direction, we, you know, we could kind of bridge the gap we have here. And that's my frustration is, like you were saying, uh, there isn't enough of an appetite to push that. So instead, we're just fighting over this one option, which I don't think is the best one. I'll do it. Get everybody in touch with me. All right, Pam. You know me better as Nurse Pam. Uh Uh-huh. It's all starting to make sense. Keg party at Pam's. She's going to give out adoption forms at the end of the barbecue. We're back after this with Kennedy. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Trying to hold this country together. I don't know where we lost our way. A lot of historians say when MTV made a series of bad VJ hires in the early 90s, joining us now a person who would know nothing about that, the host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network, the K-Train returns. Hello. Big Jim Fallon. It's, uh, it's our week. Jim. <laughs> hey, girl, is it ever? The week of yep. 246, America turning 246 years old this week. Myself and the K train will be point 246 by the time midnight strikes, no? Yeah, we will, uh, we're gonna, we're not gonna drive, but we will out Paul Pelosi, Paul Pelosi <laughs> on uh, 246. Dude, I will actually gonna be so banged up on the 4th of July at your house in, in, in the Palisades that. I would accept a ride from Paul Pelosi. He would be a better option. <laughs> if if yeah, prior, we, uh, we we are not allowed anywhere near motor vehicles. <laughs> no, I don't even know that we could play Grand Theft Auto on um, on an Xbox legally. I don't even know that we could drive a video game car in the state we'll be in. No, I think I think we would trigger uh, a response from the feds if we did that. <laughs> That's funny. I was talking about uh, the Pelosi's, by the way. Did you see that? It's kind of a silly video of Nancy Pelosi kind of elbowing Myra Flores's kid out of the photo. She's well, what a- 
horrible I, person. I know, but you know what? It strikes me as like, you know, like one of those old people things. You know where Biden has those moments where he doesn't even realize what he's doing, but he delights in the fact that he has a sudden burst of energy and does something. Oh, you mean like every second of every day? <laughs> No, but do you remember this? Do you remember when we were at the correspondence dinner with the White House correspondence dinner? And it was a very solemn moment. They were playing a memorial for journalists who had lost their lives covering the conflict in Ukraine. Biden halfway through stood up. He started clapping, but he was clapping with like such a spirit that he looked like one of those electronic monkeys and his hands were going to fly off. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I was worried. I I thought they might be prosthetic. That's right. And then I was impressed. Well, that's what I'm saying. We've got these old people in government that are bound to these weird fits of energy that I don't think they themselves understand. Like, could we see a moment where a Pelosi or a Biden inexplicably just punches someone in the face? Yeah, it probably happens with great regularity and you know, close God bless doors. Dr. Jill Biden. She's uh, she's got a, a wonderful makeup team. And, uh... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Nothing would surprise me. We're talking to the K train. Kennedy is on the line, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. Um, are, are you sad to see Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day? I mean, a band you covered quite extensively during your time at MTV. Are you sad to see him leaving for the UK? Yeah, it's, it's really sad because, you know, there's just always such a, a long procession of celebrities that leave the country when they <laughs> promise to do so. You know, Amy Schumer. <laughs> Moved to Canada about 15 <laughs> years ago. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, of course, uh-huh. relocated to Belize. You know, it's like these blowhards, I wish they would start making good on these promises. Like, I would have a little bit more respect for them if they actually did it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the UK may take a look at uh, Billy Joe's record and be like, yeah, no, we actually don't want him. <laughs> We're good. Uh, you yeah. lo- yeah, go ahead and stay there, son. <laughs> they don't even want to be bothered. It's all so silly because what happens, I think, in these moments for real is every it becomes a branding exercise. It's not even about the group cause of these people care about abortion. It's about the individual cause, which is getting as much attention as some type of an outlier in outrage. Meaning like, you know, Elizabeth Warren said, well, this court's not legitimate, so we need to stack the court. But wouldn't the argument be that that delegitimizes the court more than anything? Well, yes, but also she wants to stack the court with her. Yes. So that's, uh, you know, it's like that's the job she wants. She wants to be a Supreme Court justice. Oh, it's there are so only true. nine of them or, you know, 35, depending yeah. on what happens between now and 2024. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren would be, you know, have much more gravitas as uh, Associate Justice Warren than she does as Senator Warren, you know, the mm-hmm. chief blowhard from Massachusetts that no one really cares about. No one cares. I mean, literally, no one. No one cares. And all of the grandstanding. AOC did it too. You know, courts not legitimate. We can't have pro-life Democrats. All it sounds like uh, from where I sit is everybody's just trying to have a "Hey, look at me" moment because it's all mm-hmm. marinated in so much more emotion than anything. Like one of the things AOC said, which I thought was hilarious, is she's like, "I'm sick of all these Democrats saying people have got to, you know, get out the vote. That's such an unorganized plan." I'm like, "No, no, voting is how you." change things but i don't know that they're as interested in change as they are in clout do you ever get the do you ever get the feeling that some of this is disingenuous yeah i think she's probably the most disingenuous person uh who is desperately vying for attention in the democrat party Mm -hmm. and you know it's like 
they, they don't have a lot of people. They just have loud people. And, yes. and I'm kind of surprised that establishment and mainstream Democrats didn't realize that a long time ago. Like the Bernie Sanders and the AOCs of the world, they don't have any real power. Uh, they're just they're they're great to make fun of. Mm-hmm. So they get played in uh, conservative circles, you know, in, in conservative media. Yeah. And, you know, they, they seem like they're making sense. So Democrats play them to sound cool. You know, it was like uh, how everyone listened to NWA in high school. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't identify with the lyrics. Uh, they were probably, you know, if they met Eze, even though, you know, he was a shorter person, God rest his soul, uh, they probably would have been terrified of him. Uh, <laughs> but it seemed like what cool people listen to, so therefore they listen to us. Oh, that makes such great sense. We're talking to the K train. Kennedy is on the line. And it is true. Uh, Bernie, it's so funny because I was just up in Vermont uh, doing like a radio meet and greet. And they were talking about how. You know, he he doesn't even he's not involved on a local level, like the local radio station, which puts a lot of Democrats on the air, WVMT. He won't even do the morning show because he doesn't care. You know, it is, you know, all of his branding is being done at a national level. And I, I really watch, like, especially the fallout with abortion and the fact that people are so willing to try and conduct this debate under false pretenses. Like, they didn't ban abortion. They just sent it back to the state. So the people screaming uh, in places like Vermont or New York, they're actually not going to lose abortion. If anything, they're going to have more of it. Uh, but that's not the discussion we're having. We're having this discussion that women are under attack, gay marriage is next, contraception is next. But none of that's actually true. No, I mean, you know, if Clarence Thomas has his way, but he's not the chief justice of the Supreme Court. Um, and, you know, he's often made a lot of sense. But I was I was watching all this and I'm like, OK, I, I understand that abortion was not settled in the way everyone thought it was for so long. Like they were given false assurances that this is untouchable, mm-hmm. uh, that Casey, you know, created a piggyback super precedent. Uh, therefore, no one really had to worry about it, so they never passed a law. Um, so that's one thing, but you you cannot unring the gay marriage bell. I'm sorry, because I would be out of business as a minister, and uh, I refuse to give that up. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Oh, that's really funny. No, and it's like, you know, it's like you and I are the parents of teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, not together that I know of. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a few crazy nights, Jim. A, but, yeah, you know, you know it's, <laughs> it's a long season. Nobody goes undefeated. Yeah, you no. Know, uh, Payland look a lot like their dad, like a lot. Um, <laughs> having said that, like, I'm not, I'm not giving them, meaning, you know, conservatives uh, like Clarence Thomas, I'm not giving them contraception. You don't get contraception. Yeah. Contraception is staying. Yeah. Gay marriage and contraception, they are staying because they really hurt no one. Yes. Like, you know, it's, it's much better to have con- contraception than it is to have an abortion. And I don't think anyone would disagree with me on that. Yep. Uh, people just need to use more of it. You know, it's like we're in a time in history where uh, there's a phrase called raw dogging, Jim, that I'm not going to go into. But those who know it, they, they know it. And, and maybe maybe we have to overturn raw dogging. Sorry. <laughs> it's just I was just watching a special about that on Nickelodeon. It's funny that you bring it up. Uh <laughs> Oh, yeah, there, goes, there goes Lemmy. Lemmy heard it. He's like, oh, don't oh, yeah. <laughs> it fired yeah, up. Like, don't, 
Oh, he doesn't know if you're raw dog or hot dog. He just uh, any any type of dog. Him. No, Lenny's a wiener in it for him. So he just got real <laughs> it's so funny. But you're right. Uh, if they if they if they ramp up the use of contraception, you know, it's funny. But one of the offshoots to you know limiting abortion access would possibly be an increase in contraception, which the unintended consequence here could be a decrease in sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah, which is, by the way, uh-huh. fantastic. Thank you. That's wonderful. Let's do that. Thank you. Let's have uh, let's have more Matt. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I I will continue to have these conversations with my kids. But yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's really funny because you know this new TikTok trend is well, fine, and I'm abstaining. Yeah. I'm going to abstain from sex. Take that patriarchy, and I'm like, yeah, no, seriously, take it. Thank that's you. A great plan. Yeah, thank you. That would be amazing. People ask me that over the weekend. They're like, did you have the sex talk with your son? I'm like, have you seen his haircut? We're not really worried right now. He's a he's a he's a better haircut away. But no, I get it. You do have to have this talk. You do have to be proactive, and that's the thing. I think people need to take a bigger role in their in their kids' lives. You know, a lot of people didn't want to. And uh, I think it would be better. As, as crazy as we are, we're actually decent parents, Your Honor. We're actually not the worst. And uh, No, if you, if you ask my kids the most annoying thing about me, especially my older daughter, she'll tell you, my mom's too strict. And I'm like, that is a win. Thank you for that. <laughs> but it is so funny because I do consider you as a parent. You really are on top of things. But as a friend, you are the biggest enabler I know. I always say you're the worst third base coach in history. I have never seen you not send the runner in any type of social situation. <laughs> hey, Katrin, I think I might throw a right hook at that police horse. Of course you should. Go ahead. It's, there's never not been a time where you sent the runner the joy of you. Uh, why not why I'm drawing an uppercut, Jim? Make it a real combo. <laughs> you, have, you have bet the over in every life scenario. That's what we love about you. Well, listen, the next time I see you, we'll be on the West Coast getting really rowdy. When do you get in? Saturday? Yeah, we get in Saturday. Um, I, I've texted Caitlin. You need to also text Caitlin. And, uh, she better you know, come. Like the menu. Jim, the menu this year, I'm talking shrimp and pineapple skewers. Stop uh, Ribeye. Bacon lobster mac and cheese. Uh, We're doing a a beautiful salad with Mm. roasted Brussels sprouts and avocado and green goddess dressing. Mm. Uh, You know, it's like the the drinks, like we just started with the drinks, but we're actually layering red, white, and blue. And uh, the blue is obviously blue curacao. There's going to be, you know, a a lovely rum, white rum layer in there. And Mm. then fresh strawberry puree drizzled on top. It's going to be, it's going to be a celebration of why this country is so great mm-hmm. and uh, why interventions go up on July 5th. <laughs> it's so true. I don't know anybody with the exception of like maybe five people that have been to your party more than once. Most people come once and find Jesus the next day or something else. We've had a lot of people become monks. These, these are the only people who flee the country. It's not the people promising to flee after an election or a Supreme Court ruling. It's the people who come to your Fourth of July party, and they love America so much they realize it's dangerous and it's time to leave. Yeah, no, I've gotten so many texts just in the last week. I can't get out of bed, and those are the people from last year. They're still on <laughs> she's not. She's not kidding, though. It sounds like we're trying to play this up. You People have no idea who's going to be there. And Caitlyn Jenner better be there, and I am going to text her. You know what? Funny Kat Timpf was telling her the other night on Gutfeld. She's like, you have to go to Kennedy's party because you have no idea who's going to be there. She's like, you really might walk in and see the bases from Nirvana just peeling, peeling potatoes in the kitchen. You just don't know. And that's the joy is you really, you know, you talk about life 
being a box of chocolates, for- Forrest Gump, your Fourth of July is a box of chocolates. Granted, they're laced with, you know, weed, but uh, the point is it's good chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's THC chocolate, Forrest, to be clear. There's still an antioxidant in there somewhere. And last I checked, that was good for the liver. Thank you, USA. Uh, I will see you on the West Coast, girlfriend. Great stuff. There she goes, the K-Train. God love her. She's the best of the absolute best. God love you. We're back after this with one more call to close the show. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We added a stand-up date. I mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, Friday night, July 15th. Saturday night, July 16th. I will be at the Stress Factory Comedy Club in New Brunswick, New Jersey. The great Vinnie Brand owns that club. He's a phenomenal comic in his own right. Uh, It's a high honor to headline that club. It's in Jersey. It is in New Brunswick. Saturday night. Uh, excuse me, Friday night, July 15th, Saturday night, July 16th. Tickets for that at New Brunswick StressFactory.com. If you are on the East Coast, you're in Jersey, you're in the tri state area, you're in Pennsylvania, come hang out with your radio buddy. And if you can't wait that long to see me, I am on Gutfeld tonight at 11 o'clock with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. Tomorrow, I will be on America's Newsroom with the great Dana Perino. And Thursday, I will be back on the Faulkner Focus with Harris Faulkner. Uh, it's going to be a wild one. There's other TV stuff going on as well. But right now, as we bring this thing in for the landing, we head back out to Sheridan, Wyoming, on the legendary KROE. Reese is listening and following this SCOTUS ruling. Yo, Reese! Hey, how are you, my friend? This is it, man. It's the bottom of the ninth. You're closing the show. You are the headliner, Reese. Take it home. That's a hell of a pressure that you give me. Hey, well, I have it every day. You can do it one day. I got faith. (laughs) You know, we are blessed by the good Lord with the recent Supreme Court rulings, Mm -hmm. especially today when a coach of a football team can go out on the 50-yard line and pray for his team and pray for the victory. We're so blessed. Mm -hmm. You know, with that and the Supreme Court ruling on Roe versus Wade, we're just, we're blessed. Yeah, it's a good day day for America. Well, we'll we'll, we'll take it. It's a good day for religious freedom. It's a good day for states' rights. And and hopefully in the long run, a good day for the unborn. So I am with you, Reese. We are blessed. And uh, right now, if you were to hang up, you had a good, productive call. You didn't actually crash the show. So do you want to get off while you're ahead? Now, what do you got for me? (laughs) I was giving you an out. You weren't weren't expecting that, Jimmy. (laughs) Reese, I'm looking out for you, brother man. You know what's funny? If you listen to the show, we have a storied history of you're never supposed to close the show on a phone call because sometimes you don't know where the call is going to go and you run out of time and you can't either the person doesn't get to make their point or they make some horrific point. Now I can't say anything back because we're out of time. So this is always a very delicate balance. But right now you and I have house money. You might go down as the first guy in the history of the show to be the final caller and still have some type of dignity intact. That's why I'm telling you to take the money and go home. It's not often you leave the casino with cash in your pocket, Reese. 
That's true. But I'll tell you, our best days are ahead of us. Oh. Not behind us. All right. You're going so for more hope. positivity. All right. No, I'll take Hello, it. Hello, American. I agree with you. USA all the way. Uh, there he goes. The great Reese in Sheridan, Wyoming, goes out on top. Uh, usually, even like if we have my son on, he crashes the end of the show. Shut your mouth. It's not true. Lincoln always takes this thing in for landing, as did Reese. Uh, really good, productive day on the program today. It's kind of over. You guys have to pay out and find something to do with your lives. But uh, check out Gutfeld tonight. It's Martha McCallum, who is just phenomenal. Cat Timp in the house as well. And Andrew Giuliani, who is uh, in the primary for governor. Here in the great state of New York, that primary is tomorrow. And, uh, Andrew, this is his final night campaigning. Naturally, he chooses to spend it on a late-night comedy show like the serious candidate he is. I'm sure he'll do just fine. Either way, pay up, get out, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a The world of business moves fast. Stay on top of it with the Fox Business Rundown every Monday and Friday. Listen to the Fox Business Rundown starting May 20th at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.